Good to see you here tonight. I'm glad that um, that we're here together in this place as we get some time, take some time to to pray together. And uh, let's turn our Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter thirty this evening. Second Chronicles chapter thirty, and we'll read verses eighteen, uh, verses eighteen down to um, down to verse twenty. And uh, here we're going to read a little bit about um, Hezekiah and uh, look at uh, this, just a, a facet of his life that I think would be of interest to us tonight. And, uh, you know, one of the things that will stand out when you look through different personalities in the, in the Word of God, as you observe their, their characteristics, uh, there are those, uh, especially through the, these these chapters of the Bible that uh, are wicked and were, were not right with God. But then there are many, many others like Hezekiah who followed after the, the right way and uh, did right before God, and he was a, a, a king that way. And as you observe that, there's going to be certain characteristics that we can pick up from those who uh, just were righteous before God. And one of those things that is going to be quite evident tonight as we look at the, the life of Hezekiah is that he was a man of prayer. He was someone who um, often went to the Lord, and the Lord heard him. And that's what you're going to observe also in, in your life um, as you become more like the Lord and you draw more to, to him in your desires, in your actions, in in. Um, in the way you just handle life, what you're going to find is you're going to grow in your prayer life. Now, we all understand that, that prayer is not something that we uh, inherently desire in our own flesh. In fact, uh, prayer is the last thing that the flesh wants. It's something that the flesh fights hardest against. That's why it's so hard so often in the morning to get up early enough to have any kind of uh, prayer time in the morning. Because your flesh just doesn't desire it. And yet we, in, our, in that, that man that's renewed every day, we ought to desire that. And, and we see this in the life of uh, this righteous king, Hezekiah. He just had a prayer life. And we learn here that really in his life, through his life, that a prayer should be all-purpose, all-situational, all-seasons. It should just be our, the, really a, a part of our lives. And so begin reading here, chapter 30, look at verse 18. For a multitude of the people, even of many of Ephraim and Manasseh and Isaac and Zebulon, had not cleansed themselves, yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it was written. So the, the, uh, the situation was for, for many years they were under a king who was not following right and they had not properly, properly observed the Passover, which was that uh, a time of remembrance when the Jewish people was, uh, was saved miraculously with the, uh, the, the slaying of the lamb and then the, the blood on the, the doorposts and the, the, um, over the, the head of each uh, household. And again, just a great picture of the sacrifice of our Lord. But this, this time of Passover was an important time of remembrance. But there were certain, certain things that you needed to observe to be able to practice that. And part of that was just being cleansed. And and he, he notes there that they had not been cleansed, the people had not been cleansed, yet they did 
uh, yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it was written? And notice the response of Hezekiah, but Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, The good Lord pardon everyone that prepareth his heart to seek God, the Lord God of his fathers, though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. And then notice verse 20, And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. And so interestingly, even though really in technicality and under the law, they weren't permitted to, Hezekiah's prayer became a buffer. Hezekiah's prayer allowed there to be uh, some forward progress in the lives of those who really, in, in the sense in the law, uh, was not really worthy to undertake this. And, and, and there's a great lesson there for us as we think about that. Um, and here it is, you know, Hezekiah prayed for others so they could be part of what God was doing in their midst. And, you know, sometimes we, we pray for, for those around us that uh, perhaps we, in our observation, um, they've, they've gone away from the Lord. Maybe even in our observation, we, we note there some, some things that may not even please God. And we look at that, and you know, the Bible's showing us here that actually it's right for us to pray for them. It's right for us to consider what they're going through and, and even their the, the standing before God, and it's right for us to pray on their behalf. And because God is a God who's faithful to, to hear the heart of His people, He at times will allow us to be that buffer for those that fall short. And so... Really, Hezekiah prays on the people's behalf, recognizing that this was a unique time to be part of the worship. This was a Passover. This was an opportunity for them to, again, reflect on the sacrifice of that lamb and, again, the, the significance of that that we understand later on. And so Hezekiah prayed, and the Lord allowed them to then partake of the Passover. And, and what I'm saying, part of our prayers for others should be for them to be partakers of 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 what God's doing. You know, maybe there's, there's, uh, there's loved ones that we uh, know of that we just know at some, some certain point in their lives they were, they were much closer to God than they, they are currently. And, and you might think, well, you know, God's going to do what He's going to do, but it's right for us to pray and ask God to draw them back. It's right for us to pray and ask God to work in their lives. And even in that instant that we find here in, in our reading, God answers that and, and hearkens to Hezekiah. And, you know, I, I think about my own life and I think about the times where, um, where perhaps as, a, as I've journeyed through my Christian life, I haven't been as close to God as I should have been. And my life hasn't reflected the kind of living that, I, that a Christian should live. I, I, I won't know until eternity, actually, I won't know until eternity how much the prayers of others being answered on my behalf has allowed me to just then become and take part again. You know, I think sometimes we give ourselves too much credit for ourselves. And, and we don't give enough credit for those who are surrounding us who just pray earnestly that we would just become part of what God's doing again. And, you know, many times I, I, I can testify that there's been uh, just... A, a different desire in my heart and, and, and a desire to not even be part of what God might be doing. Even tonight, you know, I was hearing Asher there. He said, you know, I had a head cold, but I still turned up and I'm still song leading. 
I'll be honest, and I told Andrew this, about five o'clock, I nearly called him and said, I'm sick, Andrew. Can you preach for me? <laughs> the part of my heart was like, I'm really tired, and I, I, in my flesh, don't want to be there tonight. And you might be shocked, you're like, but you're the pastor. Yes, okay, I get it. But I'm outing myself tonight. But you know, I think someone was praying for me. Uh, it, was, it, it was also my, my little one who came bundling into our room and he dressed himself up in a bow tie of all things, but he was just, he was just all over it. He was like, I'm, Dad, I'm dressed up for church. And I, I thought, you know what? Here I am. And here's my little one just all enthused about church. But sometimes we're the, that buffer. Sometime, sometimes it's our prayers that causes us others to then maybe get back into that part that we ought to be part of in, in God's work. And what I'm saying is it is right for us to pray for people. It's right for us to pray for people to come to church. It's right for us to pray for people to receive something from the Lord this week. It's right for us to just go about and as God brings people to mind, to just ask God to just help us and help them. And it's right for us to pray for God to work on people's hearts and for each of them to see God's working in their own lives. And sometimes it is our prayer, and it's the prayer of others that helps that way. Uh, now look with me at chapter 32, and here's another time where, where Hezekiah prays. And chapter 32, look at verses 18 to 20 of this passage. And what had happened was, and we'll, we'll look at Look at this, this same, same story, really, in Isaiah chapter 37. But uh, there's a, a group of people who were the enemies of, uh, of the nation of Israel, of Judah. And they came and they railed against, the, uh, against King Hezekiah, against God. And we read that, look at verse 20. Then they cried with a loud voice in the Jews' speech. And to the people of Jerusalem that were on the wall, to affright them and to trouble them that they might take the city. So they were surrounded by these people. They were, they were being fed different things to, to, to sort of shake their confidence. In verse 19, And they spake against the God of Jerusalem as against the gods of the people of the earth, which were the work of the hands of man. And for this cause, Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos prayed and cried to heaven. So notice there, they encountered opposition. Then skip, go back, uh, go, sorry, go to Isaiah chapter 37 now and, um, and look at this as uh, the scriptures elaborate a little bit in verse 14, Isaiah 37 verse 14, and Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it, and Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord, and Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. And so he begins to pray, incline thine ear, in verse 17, O Lord, and he open thine eyes, O Lord, and see and hear all the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the king of Assyria have laid waste of all the nations and their countries and have cast their gods unto the fire, for they were no gods. But the work of men's hands, wood and stone, therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord, our God, 
And notice what he prays, save us from his hand that all the kingdom of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. So the situation happened here is that this, this kingdom of Assyria and, the, the, and its king, its leader, comes and, and they've laid waste to all of the other nations before them. And they've been now encountering the, the nation here, a God's nation of Israel and Judah. And, and the demands and, and really the full force of this was laid before in this letter. It was proclaimed in our other reading there. In... And notice again uh, Hezekiah's response. Uh, it wasn't to try to find other means. It wasn't to try to get some reinforcements he immediately prayed. And what we find here is that Hezekiah prayed when opposition forces were trying to rob them of their spiritual momentum. And that's what was happening. That's what the reason why this came about was because really there was a reviving that was happening in Hezekiah's time. If you read about the, the previous king Ahaz, he had gone the way of the kings of Israel, which by and large were just wicked kings. And they had followed after them. And yet, in contrast, Hezekiah followed after his father David. That's always a marker in God's word that, that they were following righteously. And so what happened was then there was just this... Hezekiah was, uh, was the type of king. He just was all about action. He wanted to restore things. He, he wanted to make sure that the, all of those things that pertain to the Lord was restored. And he cleaned out certain... Uh, certain idols and certain high places and he went about and he tried to restore the worship where it needed to be and all of that was happening and then not without accident then the opposition comes and we understand that we know biblically that a great door is effectual and open unto you and there are many adversaries it often comes in that pair that as you try to do something for God that there's going to be some sort of opposition and you know what? We, we can respond in every which way, but if we can learn from Hezekiah, what we learn is that, is that he responded just by praying. You know, sometimes we want to fight the battles ourselves. Sometimes we want to go in our own strength because we deem that we have enough strength. Sometimes we want to go about and we want to use our own perceived wisdom about things, and uh, perhaps you do have some wisdom. But I'll tell you what, all of that pairs into in, to insignificance compared to the powers of heaven that comes through prayer. And if we're going to face in, in this time, and it may not be real enemies who are beckoning at the door, it might be spiritual forces that just might afflict you and oppress you, and it might just be spiritual forces that discourage you and cause you to be despondent, and, and, and it's like that army, you feel compassed about, you feel that, that you're being besieged by all of these, you know, sometimes we might, we might respond trying in our own strength. We might respond with our own logic. But what we learn about Hezekiah and what we can learn is that actually, even though he probably had some resources, he went about it the way God would have us to go about it. He prayed. He, he fought on his knees. He, he understood that regardless of what he may have had available in his hand, 
All of that was not in comparison to the greatness of God and the greatness of His power through a person. And what we find there is that Hezekiah prayed. And, and, and it shouldn't be a curious thing for us when spiritual forces come to stymie the progress that God has for us. It, it shouldn't be curious then that we respond this way. It ought to be that our first resort is to pray. And the Bible tells us that if we don't pray, we faint. And in Luke 18:1, he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. There's a contrast there. You know, if we're not praying, we're, gonna, we're prone to fainting. You, you sometimes, what fainting is, is you lose strength. You, you suddenly face just the, the, the end of yourself, so to speak. And, and the contrast to that is just that available resource to us of prayer. He encourages us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, not our might. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through, the, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so that, that is God's way. That is God's weaponry. And what Hezekiah did, he prayed when opposition forces were coming. And so how do we deal with life's pressures? How do we deal with, you know, with, with spiritual opposition? How do we deal with those things that come about as we're trying to live for God? Then the way we ought to do that is just by, by fighting on our knees. Then notice, as, as we read the story further, go back to Second Chronicles chapter 32. And um, we see again Hezekiah's response in, in, now in a, in a personal battle. In verse 24, in those days Hezekiah was sick to death and prayed unto the Lord and he spake unto him and he gave him a sign. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the, the benefit done unto him for his heart was lifted up. Wherefore, there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. Notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord came not upon them in the days of Hezekiah. So again, an amazing thing. Hezekiah had fallen sick. He prays. Um, go, go to Second Kings chapter 20, and we see, the, again, the scriptures elaborate on this a little bit. And notice verses 1 to 6. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Imagine getting that news from the prophet. All right, and he says, Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in all thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore, and it came to pass, for Isaiah was gone out in the middle of the court, that the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, There's an update, turn again, and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee on the third day, thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee. And this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city of mine own sake for my servant David's sake. So imagine that. So he's now facing a personal battle. 
he's facing sickness unto death. And not by suspicion, by confirmation, the prophet tells him so. And at that point, you could have just, he could have just accepted that. But what did Hezekiah do? He just prays. He seeks God. He's genuinely broken before God. And the Bible tells us that he, he's given another 15 years. All of his other issues get solved. And, and, and there was a cure. We know, again, in reading Second Chronicles, that there was a bit of a lifting up of his heart. And yet, you know, there's just something about someone who is a prayerful man or a prayerful woman. There's, there's, through that pride, even God can bring, bring you down low and bring you back to humility. And at times, what we do in response to that is that, is that really Hezekiah prayed for God's intervention, for his own troubles and his own reviving. And sometimes we pray to make a request, right? We were told in Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And sometimes we pray by request. We make requests of God. And we ought, not to, uh, we ought not to underestimate just a simple request given. And we're asking really for God's intervention in that. Sometimes we pray to get realigned. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 10, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes our prayers are not simply just requests. Sometimes our prayers are for alignment. And I think sometimes the most important prayers in our lives isn't for requests. It's actually just to get aligned with God again. Because we can easily in our nature become misaligned. Because we're bent to following our will. And yet we bend to the will of God. And sometimes we, we realign to His will. We confess, we repent, we, we make amendment to our plans and we surrender ourselves to God, and, and sometimes we also, in all of that, we make requests. And what I'm saying is, don't forget to pray for you. You know, we can. We can at times neglect to pray just for ourselves. Just pray that we would be aligned. Pray that God would intervene on our behalf. Pray that He would bring reviving in our own heart. And sometimes it's that prayer that makes all the difference. And sometimes it's just a matter of just the condition of our heart just being realigned. And so I want to encourage you tonight, you know, we're going to have a time of prayer. Um, don't, just, don't just approach it as just another schedule for the week. Let's take our time. Let's, let's just ask the Lord to help us. Maybe ask the Lord what we need to pray for tonight. Maybe there's some that we just need to ask the Lord to just... Just help us through some, uh, some spiritual opposition that we're facing. And maybe the, it would just be a time where we just ask for God's intervention in our own lives. And maybe that we would just have, some, uh, have those, those, those things that lift, are lifting up in our own hearts just be made low again. And so let, let's uh, take our time this evening. Uh, Brother Caleb, we're going to take some prayer requests.